This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blair Mob, your hub for all things black and dirty. I am your host, Foop, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you lovely blurs and nerds are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, leave a comment, and let us know what you thought about it. Subscribe to the channel, and turn on those bell notifications for future uploads. It's the eye contact. I just want to know how many people look directly in your face <laughs> while you do <laughs> They're like, ugh, why he looking at me? Because <laughs> he'll start off like this and then he'll look up. <laughs> 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 Tell you, he belong on Kixie 107. It's, it's that new webcam, bro. It's that new webcam. You know but what I'm saying? What's been going on? We are headed into the end of October. So. I guess we can start with you, Ralph. What's been the update on the move? Um, slowly but surely getting things packed up. Um, I've sold my couch and my bed set, so that's been pretty good. I don't have to worry about moving that because that that that's heavy as hell. I'm not. I wasn't gonna move it at all. Um, pretty much just bought all my furniture that I needed. It sucks because the bed set that me and my significant other wanted, it doesn't come into January. And I'm so upset. Dang. Are you finna be sleeping on the floor for a few weeks? Oh, no, no, no. I'm getting a platform. You, you got a mattress, don't it? Thank you. Yes, I have a mattress. Okay. Not, I, I mean, mattress on the, the floor. It's still set, the floor. The it ain't lifted. <laughs> If an ant crawl on his mattress, it's going to crawl on his skin, ain't it? You asked, was he going to sleep on the floor? We trying to tell you is that he didn't sell the mattress. I'm saying a mattress on the floor. I consider that sleeping on the floor, too. But I'm not going to be It's still not, it's not lifted up off the ground. I consider, I consider, I consider sleeping See, on the floor sleeping on the floor. But, but Ralph, you and me was on one accord because he said, yeah, I'm getting a platform. Portia, Foop thought I thought I thought was well, staying saying you gonna make a pallet on the ground or something back hurting that and w- shoulders aching. That what you that what you said. Nah, sleeping on the floor could be like a pallet or a mattress on the ground. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it's been pretty smooth. You know my prayers, Ralph. So far, oh my god. You know what? <laughs> Just what, what you what you um, been up to, food? I have been playing Gotham Knights. I got it yesterday, and I started on it. It's actually pretty fun. Now I see like the frame frame rate thing that everybody was talking about is sitting mm-hmm. at thirty FPS mm-hmm. on PS Five, which 
I'd agree would be outrageous for a next-gen console. But once you look past that, the game is actually pretty fun. I've just started it, so I'm not going to give, like, my full review of how mm. I feel about, like, the whole thing. Because the thing with the Batman games that I really appreciate is the story that they tell throughout the gameplay. Right. So that's that's what I'm really looking forward to is how they, they tell this story. Because initially, Gotham Knights is taking place because Batman is dead. So you have Batgirl, Red Hood, Red Robin, and Nightwing trying to handle Gotham and solve this mystery without Batman. So we're going to see how it goes. Okay. It sounds okay, fun. Okay. Batman fans winning. What's been going on with you, Ryan? Mm, keeping up with the animes. Oh, I've been buying stuff. You I see. finally yeah. finally finished my Bleach collection. I got all the Bleach mangas. Next up, I, I, I got to get the Naruto box set once so I can complete that one. I need regular Tokyo Ghoul because I got Re already. I got that box set. And then, you know, I got some few others. Got a new Funko. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Limited okay. edition. I'm going to get the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z manga box sets, but I had to get this Funko. Ultra Instinct Goku code. I'm sorry. He code. He code. Um, but yeah, I just been focusing on my collections mostly and watching TV. That's about it. Reason number 385 why I don't believe Ryan work. (laughs) (laughs) All I did was add this to a cart and press buy. Bro, what? How you think I can afford this? How you think I can afford this? Buying shit in Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. I literally got certifications. Like I don't, I don't know what you want from me, bro. I you don't know what you that, want from me. Say that every episode, and we and we turn around and have the same conversation. I don't know what you want from me. I I can't afford this. You, I can't afford this. If I what, what you think I do? I I'm I not know. on the it's a mystery yet to be know. solved. You might be on the corner. Doing. Find my. Sh- oh, I ain't on no corner. corner. I ain't got no my lip. My ankles ain't that nice to be on the corner, Ralph. Mm. And I ain't got no sugar mama. All me. He is the sugar mama. Exactly. <laughs> I'm my own sugar mama. <laughs> I run this straight up. Hey, y'all know what I thought about the other day? Like, uh-huh. y'all ever thought of, like, an odd dream job that y'all would do if y'all weren't doing anything else? Like, what's that? This. What's that? What's that dream job? I mean, outside of this, we're doing, <laughs> I mean, we're doing it. But like, what's that? What's that? Like, off the wall dream job that y'all would get if it was easy, easy to do? Like, if you could just wake up one day and be this thing. They were ruined for me. Like, like, like when we tried making a video game, and we realized how hard that stuff is. That that used to be my dream job. And I'm like, <laughs> making a video game is tough. I don't ever want to do that. To be honest, I write the story for one, but I don't want to be in a coding process for it. Yeah, understandable. So Ryan wanted to be a video game developer, y'all, but he he got a little sneak peek of what all that entails and said, "Nah, bro." Project manage me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ralph? Uh, I have to say, 
before anything, I think I wanted to be a personal trainer for um, a sports organization. Okay. But I chose Man, the, the fitness field got so overpopulated. They make, they make money, though. Like, sports medicine and stuff. Yes. They do, but it is so... It's overly saturated right now, though. Ev, man, it's tough. You gotta, you gotta be a market your brand well to make a um stride in that area, in that industry. Okay. I mean, it's one of them type industries. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a NASCAR driver. I could see that. <laughs> but see that. the thing that turned me off from being a NASCAR driver is. I heard you got to pee in your suit. Like, if you have to go in the if you driving and you have to go to the bathroom, like, you, you're just going to have to pee on yourself. Like, you just can't pull over and go to so the bathroom they, and come back. I heard they pee on themselves. So they were the an suit. astronaut. So they were in astronaut suits. I don't know the what car. they wearing. I heard that the cars be hot as fuck because they pull all the stuff out to make the cars, like, go faster really or put all the safety equipment and stuff in it. And I heard they be peeing on themselves in the so, suit. So why not now, just go could, to the bathroom could, before? It could just be it could just be the male NASCAR drivers that just be out here like ah. But I heard they be <laughs> not, <using> that. <laughs> you, you think that's how we urinate food? We just go <laughs> y'all like just that's, go that's... in the bed. Ba- y'all just go in the bathroom. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're ruining the world, bro. W- would you go nah, to a NASCAR but, race, though? I mean, you could. I'm just saying, like, yes, of course, I would go to the bathroom before the race starts. But the NASCAR races be long, like the amount of laps that they have to do. How long do they like, be? I I never looked into them. It varies. I don't know, like, how long. Uh, right. It varies, but I can just imagine, like, I got to go to the bathroom, and it's not like I can pull over, get all the way out the car, go to the bathroom. I'm going to lose. Like, I've oh, lost. Yeah. The minute the minute I've stepped outside the car to go to the bathroom, I That's lost right. the race. Life for instance, have to be like that green you know, car and light in cars. So, like, for instance, I don't know. You know I, I would have to look. Which is 500 miles or 500 laps around the track. Ooh. And mm. y'all seen how, like, how fast they be doing them pit stops because you have to, you got to get back in the race. Yeah. So, what makes you think they're going to let me get out the car to go to the bathroom? <laughs> That'll take a little bit <laughs> for them to give you four new tires. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can see myself being a NASCAR driver because I just like for the need for speed and all of that. But I'm not peeing on myself, bro. Nah. That ain't okay. Work. Okay. I'm a lady. We don't do that. We don't go in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all don't do a Y'all do a <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Someone need to go back to anatomy class. Yeah, we <laughs> learn six ed with the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Guys go rah. Uh, Girls go rah. Ladies go rah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right, all right, all right. So let's move into the first topic of the day. The fall anime lineup has been treating us good. So let's Mm -hmm. discuss what we've been watching. I want to start with My Hero Academia because God damn it. Ralph, show that t-shirt. Show that t-shirt to the audience. That guy, and she's the one. She's the one. Mirko is the one. But before we even get to Mirko, Mm. I think that we can all agree that My Hero Season 5 want cutting it. They want the bee's knees. But I felt like it was building up to something. And it was building up to Season 6. It has been non-stop. Since the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have been going in since episode one. And I have to give them their props. Yes. Because I did not think that my hero was going to turn up like this. They've turned up before. But this right here, I have to, from Mirko to Hawks to just. And oh, Midoriya's classmate, the one with the lightning who can absorb Dinky. energy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he has his shine. They are. I like what they're doing because they're not focusing on Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki, yeah. which was basically it was the dim show last season. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting back into what I first appreciated about My Hero Academia was seeing all of the heroes and seeing how they use all their quirks to work together and getting those spotlight moments to people who weren't Deku. That's what we're getting back we're getting back to in these first four episodes. Man, the energy there, because I ain't gonna cap. Season five almost made me go why am I watching this series? Because I loved, I loved the first few seasons of My Hero. My favorite arc was um, Hero Killer Stain. Mm-hmm. I think he was cold. That was one of my favorite arcs. But season five made me go, why am I watching this series again? And I remember the manga readers was like, yo, a slice of life. Give it some time. It's going to catch up. I was like, y'all, I barely trust y'all. <laughs> but season six came with it. They was right. Season six they came right. with it. They, I, we stuck. We made it through the slice of life, My Hero Academia, and now they, they getting back. They getting into it. They are getting into it, bro. And and Miracle, bro. When we was at that um convention, I did not know why everybody was cosplaying as Miracle. I'm like. Do they like her? Is it cause she pretty? She buff? She spunky? Like why mm-hmm. do why do y'all like Mirko? This Episode season I see why. One. Episode I see one. why. I <laughs> see why. why. She's my top three now. She she replaced Todoroki. It used to be She's uh, she's the one, not the two. Like I get it is. now. To all of the Mirko fans who were Mirko fans before this season started. I get, we it. get it. We get it. And I, I'm not going to say I didn't get it before. I just didn't realize why you guys were, like, focusing on that that one character. But I, I'm with y'all. Let me in the club, please. Let me in the club. <laughs> Fu said, give me a shirt. I'm a cosplay. Give me a shirt. <laughs> give me a membership card. Like, in this last episode, oh, I it nonstop. Mm. Like, the way it ended... 
it's it's finna go. It's like I do not see this season slowing down. This might be my final last words because they might pull something out, but I don't see the the season slowing down after this point. I don't. That boy Shigaraki is coming. <laughs> All hell from the break loose. Yeah, because they thought they stopped them. And sorry for anybody who ain't seen episode four. But they thought they stopped them. They thought they, you know, woo, we did it. That boy um, got electrocuted. Woke up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And woke up anyway. It's a route. It's a route. It's a route for everybody. He's not even at. 100% right now. They stopped them at like 74, but we fit. I guarantee that 74% finna do so much damage, it's not even gonna matter that he won at 100. Like, it's not even gonna matter. They gonna think that's 100%. The wild part is, is that he has the original, not the copy, but the original of what All for One had. All for One. Mm-hmm. So he we don't do know how damage. strong this power is. He finna just that's what I'm saying, Ralph. That right there, they stopped his thing at 74%. But just because of what we know and what we just <clears> found <throat> out, it's not even going to matter that that man got fully charged. That he did not get fully charged. It's not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. Look, look, bro. Oh, somehow, buddy, somehow I've avoided die. the manga spoiler. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when prison, well, not prison. I'm gonna call him Prison Mike, like I'm watching The Office. But Prison Mike, when he left him in that room, I said, "That's it. That's your last time being on this earth." Like, that's it. Man. Uh, Deku, that that is it finna become the Deku and Todoroki show again or something? Because listen, I don't know who finna beat Shigaraki. I've been avoiding the manga spoilers, but I, who, I don't know who's gonna be able to fight this man. Deku is gonna get him involved eventually. He's he's yeah. going to have got to. to because he is. We're going. We have all from one successor, and we have one for all successor. Deku's gonna have to get involved eventually. It's just when does Deku get involved, and what is Deku going to do? Right, yeah. he need to have them them quirks on all of them mastered. He need to have them ready. I I need to see some action. <laughs> I need to see some bang bang. <laughs> I need to see some action. Like nah. we've been we've been getting like these four episodes have been very intense. Yeah. But we haven't seen Deku yet. We haven't seen Bakugo yet. We haven't seen Todoroki yet. So when they do get involved, I hope that the intensity, if it does shift, it shifts to an even higher level. Yeah. They got to they got to cuz Miracle, she she said the bar. Endeavor need Endeavor no, need oh, to come with it. Ah. Hawks man. Hawks maintain Hawks maintain the bar. Like mm-hmm. y'all need to yes. come with it. Y'all can't get lower than this. If y'all get Hawks, lower, I'm gonna be disappointed. That boy Hawks did his thing. I'm. Ha- they left up. Heart. They left him with a cliffhanger. We don't know what happened to Hawks, but he did his thing. My boy, my boy went in. I, I hope like, Hawks I is just, still alive. That man was a cool character. Same. 
Same. Yeah. It's just, I love the fact that they just hopped straight into it. Like, no build up whatsoever. It was, it was go time. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it like, was go time. Like, yeah. y'all, y'all knew Hawks are spying. And we here right now. It's the we war. Gave, we gave, they gave us a little recap from season five. And then it was like, okay, y'all caught up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like this is shown. The best part for I'm me excited. right now is spoiler warning, but learning how important Twice was for the villain's yes. success, and seeing how how far Hawks would go into his double agent side, as far as literally having to you know do the finishing blow to mm-hmm. to Twice is insane. Like that, that, that entire it's, it's, scene got me. Yeah, that emotional breakdown, like they did that very well. Cause Hawks, oh, yeah. he had no choice but to build a relationship with the dude and actually develop a bond with him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, bro, I don't, I don't want to hurt you, but I got to. Please don't make me hurt you. And then seeing the dude who called Hawks by his real name with the fire, and it's like, who is you? Yep. Do you even care about this guy? Like, who are you? Yeah. It's 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 making the situation more complex, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that because it's not just on the outside looking in. It is heroes versus villains, but you get to see the choices that the heroes make to where it straddles the line of being a hero or being a villain, and then you have the villains that are like that have their own purposes. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like these individual segments are making the situation a bit more complex than what it already is. Mm-hmm. They got to keep it up. I'm ready. Oh, they keep it up. <laughs> so but how did next you guys? Anime, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did you guys feel about Kai okay. carrying out Stain's legacy in a sense? I I'm interested to am, see how he he does it. Yeah, it piqued my interest because I'm a Stain fan. I love Stain. I love the entire arc. I'm interested to see where it go. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see because I think I know who he is, but I I need to watch a couple more episodes. My my theory, if you guys would like to hear it, is he's Todoroki's brother. The one that they thought was dead. And he got the black hair with the burnt skin. So maybe, yeah, huh. Huh. I can see it. I, I, that's, that's my theory is that in some, he has some relation to Endeavor and all them. And I don't know if it's obvious, but like his quirk, because the way he manipulates fire. And the way it works, it's it's very particular. It's like some some somebody did something to like hype you up, bro. Mm-hmm. It's given, it's given endeavor making his perfect child. That's what it's given. <laughs> and experiment gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's it. my theory on who he is. But um, I'm into I'm interested to see where that storyline goes. Most but I want to move on to the next anime on our list, Chainsaw Man. 
So Chainsaw Man currently has two episodes. How are you guys feeling about it? The manga readers are right. The manga readers were right again. I, I that's why I'm becoming one. The manga readers, they said, "Hey, this guy wrote Fire Punch and a few other sh- um franchises, and he is cold and Chainsaw Man one of the best." And they in the anime ain't disproved it. Dark, dark, a little funny, nice premise, and the main character ain't default. And y'all know what I mean by default: Tanjiro, yeah. Deku, and everybody else. Yeah. I he's like a different. It. He's a different type of main character. Yeah. It gives me it's when I first watched it, I was like, this is disturbing. But for some reason I can't stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I I feel bad, but I'm intrigued. But I'm intrigued. <laughs> this is weird, but I like do I like it? <laughs> <laughs> it gives me the tone of it reminds me of Fire Force, like how you have this serious plot line, but you have those comedic elements in it, like especially with uh, Denji. Like in this previous episode, he the guy was like, you don't take this seriously. So Denji's like, okay, I'm going to take it seriously. My goal is to touch some titties. That's <laughs> <laughs> When I tell you, I heard that line, (laughs) I almost spit out my water, boy. I was like, excuse me? You're doing it for what? He was like, boobs. He said, that's it. He said, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to touch me some boobs. And and then when he started working with power, he said, if I got to work with you to touch some boobs... I'm gonna work with you because that's what I gotta do to touch some titties. <laughs> Bro, it, nah, he got me when he said it in front of Makima. Yeah, she was like boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it started. Like this man started off telling us, you know, I sold an eye for some money. I sold a nut for some money. I right. sold this. Like I, I sold a kidney. Like, like he's huh? Very, he's very blunt. Like, he's very blunt. And it's like, he doesn't, he takes, he takes things seriously, but like, in the weirdest way that you would see somebody take something seriously. Like, we appreciate that you're taking your job seriously. But but to touch some, some boobs, like, (laughs) that's your motivation. I I mean, like, I mean, I mean, that just shows how twisted his life is. Like, he's like, man, I just want to score for girl. My life sucks. My life sucks. He said, that man said, I get to take, he said, I get to take a bath, I get to eat good, and I get to sit by this fine-ass lady. I'm straight. Like, I don't need nothing. I don't need nothing else. Literally getting treated like a dog. He, like, literally, like, he getting fed. He, she said, you know, you don't say no to me. You either say yes or you wolf. Male? He did both. <laughs> Boy did, did both. He said yes. Woof. He said, whoa. It's all of it's interesting. It's I I I do like the feel of it. I like that it doesn't feel like any of the animes that I've previously watched previously watched. Like Ryan said, Denji doesn't feel like your typical Tanjiro, Deku, Naruto type protagonist. 
Like he has his own feel, especially in the pilot. Yeah, that's nice yeah, that true. Like in the pilot itself, um, we got to learn, you know, like we got that sentimental feel from him because, you know, he was living a low life doing, you know, dangerous things to make money to pay off his father's debt. But we we got to see him, you know, like go through all that downfall of like dying and, you know, just like everything mm-hmm. happening in his life at a bad time and how he wanted to be better, how he wanted a better life. But in reality, he had a good life with his pet. He had a good life with his pet while, you know, he was alive. But the pilot got me. I was like, oh, we here. Like the last five minutes, yeah. he went ham. I did not expect them to cut him up like that. Like, so I when he's in the trash can, when they when he's in the trash can and he's telling Pocha, uh, you know, take, you know, take my body. And you see, like, his feet, like, hooking back into his body. And I was like, oh, they really cut this man up. <laughs> <laughs> they slice, slice and dice. <laughs> they really they cut his <laughs> Look, it, it reminded me of, like, a Ned Stark scene because the zombies got him and was like, ah, ah, all up in his body. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I was like... Whoa! Is this is this not the main character? I was like, I was like, what's going on here? Where's the chainsaw man? They was in. They was in for real though. I was like, don't he got like powers or something? Don't he got like chainsaws that come in his hand? Like, why is this happening right now? I was like, ain't ain't it supposed to be him? (laughs) Hey, but he came. He came back though, and he got to when he came back, he got down to business. Yeah, he did. How did y'all feel about the graphics? Because you, the hardcore anime fans, some of them are a little mad at the um, what do they call those three D graphics? And a few of them are kind of mad at the CGI's. I like the animation. I think because it looks different from what I'm used to. Yeah, like Attack on Titan did a really good job of like switching the animation style, not. Once, but like twice, like when they started yeah. with, with studios, their type of animation was different. And now that they're with Mappa, that animation style is its own in itself. And I don't know. I like I like that. I think with anime, what I've appreciated like watching multiple ep- animes is that everybody's animation style is different. And I think this is just a different type animation style. Okay, mm-hmm. I would agree. The closest animation, the closest anime that I would put that has similar styles to this would probably be Baki. That's probably my closest. I haven't seen one. Baki. Ryan has seen Baki, and it, you're and making it, me you think. Know, so you know, you go from that two D feel, and you know how they had the scenes that were three D at times, and it would kind of just go yeah. back and forth. So that's why I feel like we're going to get here. Do you know who there. animated Baki? No, not offhand. I do not. But that's what it reminded me of. But I do like the animation because, you know, it is different. It's it's something that we're not used to seeing all the time. So I personally don't mind it. I think it looks good for the show so far for the first two episodes we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, 
I am interested to see how they continue to develop the characters uh, going out because, you know, we've learned Denji's motive. Uh, we know he has a crackhead partner in power. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they both develop each other as, as you know, being partners of one another. Power is interesting to me. Like, I guess the di- like, just putting her beside Denji. Like, Denji's a human that got turned into a devil. Power was a devil that got turned into a fiend. So it's like, you guys are pretty much the same thing. You just got yeah. there differently. So yeah. now we get to see Denji how it is to be a devil starting out as a human. And from Power's perspective, we're seeing a human or the fiend but started mm-hmm. off as a devil mm-hmm. right it's interesting it's like they're basically they're basically the organization's like hidden x-men unit like y'all right. are the mutations yeah. we, want y- we want to see how y'all do before we x we y'all see off how you guys see how, what, what you guys do but i do want to stop we got two more animes to talk about as far as our fall, fall lineup but i do want to move on to the next topic and we have a bit more time at the end of the conversation will swing back. But um, since we're on the topic of animation, it came out uh, earlier this week that Cartoon Network Studios and Warner Brothers Animation um, is merging. Uh, this follows, this is another um, domino in the Warner Brothers Discovery merger where they're cutting some things out and making some organization restructures to cut costs. Mm -hmm. So things that I found um, is that uh, this is from Variety that so it's Cartoon Network Studios Hanna-Barbera Europe and Warner Brothers Animation are merging into one. All three are going to remain separate entities which is why we saw that tweet on twitter when cartoon network was like we not going anywhere so cartoon network is still cartoon network yeah the merger is coming from is that they're going to be using the same development uh development and main production teams they're going to be sharing those with warner brothers animation so what's happening hannah barbara europe is going to keep their main production teams but Cartoon Network Studios and Warner Brothers Animation are going to start sharing resources. So, that's where the merger is coming from. So, from the outside looking in, I don't think this was as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. But, there are some cons to them merging and sharing resources. But, before we get into that, how did you guys feel about that news? Um, it just feels like we're getting older because I was like, well, Cartoon Network has been trudging along and now it seems like they're making changes. But if I'm being real, I haven't tuned in to Cartoon Network since it's been years. Now I've been streaming, but even the last shows from Cartoon Network that I used to stream when those releasing was regular show. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I... The reason I'm probably I was kind of upset when they when everybody was assuming that oh Cartoon Network's just dying, I was just upset because it's like ah oh, nostalgia, like ah oh, this brand that brought me so many years of happiness is going out of business. But at the same time, I don't really tune into it much. I just watch anime 
now. I'm just sure. Um, I have to say, it was it was interesting news at first, as as a community as a community of cartoon you know watchers back in the day, uh, we did overreact at mm-hmm. first. But now that we have some a bit of an understanding of where they're going with this, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they implement new shows going forward. So you know, if you if you recall what Warner Brothers likes to do, they don't normally show their old shows on their on their um, on their channel. They normally just keep it moving and just start producing new shows. Cartoon Network has Boomerang, which has all of their old shows. So my thing is, mm-hmm. are they going to eradicate Boomerang? Is Boomerang still going to be around since Warner Brothers does like to just throw out old shows and just keep it pushing? I remember at a point in time that Boomerang was its own streaming service. I don't know if that streaming service still exists. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I don't see as far as like there are certain there's certain content that was on Boomerang that you can find on HBO Max. But things like the Flintstones or the Jetsons, I don't think I don't know where that is. I don't know where y'all can watch that. Because yeah. I ain't seen yeah. it on HBO Max. So yeah. what I'm curious to see is, and it's touching on Ralph's point of like, where do they go from here? So because they are sharing resources, this could mean that Cartoon Network could start producing less shows because they don't have a full development team just solely to their content. Mm -hmm. So yes, we can dedicate this amount of the production team for this amount of Cartoon Network shows, because we have to balance that team with whatever Warner Brothers Animation has to do. And if you guys are familiar with Warner Brothers Animations, that's the DC animated content, the DC movies. So yeah. it's it's gonna it's that balancing act that now that you guys don't have your own separate studios, what projects are gonna be prioritized when it comes to sharing these resources? And to even You know what, because they did shut you. down all that DC content. Oh. Well, you can go, Ralph. Okay. Um, even to add on to your point, Foop, of, you know, where do they go from here? Um, some underlying things that I found while, like, researching this was they're going to go through major layoffs in Cartoon Network, and mm-hmm. they're also changing, you know, the animation department. So. Yep. It could be, from from my point of view, of watching older shows on Cartoon Network that had a lot more meaning than the shows that they have on there now. I haven't, you know, watched Cartoon Network in years. The last show I watched actually was Steven Universe and regular show and Adventure Time. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting to see if they start to make better shows for, you know, people that's like, Growing up, I heard they had some up? sleeper hits though. Did it do that? So back in when was this? Back in August, they said that HBO Max removed thirty animated series from the service. Twenty of those thirty 
were original animated content. And I think I remember when this happened is because I was seen on Twitter, there was a Cartoon Network show called Infinity Train that was supposedly supposed to be really good that they were removing from the streaming service and everybody was getting into a big uproar about that. So I think they had some some hits. Like, with us not, you know, watching Cartoon Network in a long time, we don't really see, like, what's the next big, th- next big thing coming out of it. But I think they had some good hits. I think the question should be, not if what if they're going to make better content, but what content are they going to focus on to push to the forefront? Like, what's the focus? Now that we've combined these animation studios, now, and, you've, and they've removed 30 animated series from the streaming service, going forward, what type animation, What who's the audience? Like, what's the vision for animation going forward for Cartoon Network? Right. I almost think they're going to do a lot more DC stuff. Like, I know they shut down a lot of DC projects, but I would imagine but HBO is going to try to... But that was True. live action content. And I think the and I think the other reason why we all freaked out that Cartoon Network was merging with Warner Brothers is because the DC cuts that they did, like all the projects that they stopped, the canceling mm-hmm. of the Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. um, and all of the, you know, the date pushbacks that they did, like they pushed back Aquaman again, they pushed back the Flash again. Like seeing Cartoon Network that's, you know, is pressured to all three of us seeing another piece of news coming towards that I think we all kind of freaked out just because of what happened to the DC content. You're right. I want... It depends on their audience, because I wonder if they're going to still target, like, the the younger children. Like, you know, we had some more mature animations in our time of Cartoon Network, like with the Ben 10 Generator X days, where, like, it was kind of like teenage cartoons. I wonder who are they trying to compete? Like, obviously, Disney's their competitor, but are they trying to compete against Disney on the Marvel scene more, like, more intensely? Like, are they trying to have more DC series to compete against the Lokis and all of that? Are they trying to compete against the anime community since that's on the rise and probably make more teenage-focused, young adult-focused cartoons? I would be I could see all of that. I could see that, but I would be interested to see on what they prioritize just because of the fact that they're now going to be sharing a studio like you've named multiple pieces of animated content that cartoon Mm -hmm. network could produce but realistically they could execute all of those at the same time with their own studio but now this may be a game of do we want to make something for the kids do we want to make something for the teenagers do we want to make another adult type cartoon or do we want to not do anything with Cartoon Network at all. And for this month, it's Warner Brothers Animation because we have this DC animated project that we want to get out there. Mm-hmm. So. Now, my major thing is, I know Toonami isn't the thing anymore, I believe. But, like, what are they going to do with, you know, that late night shows of, you know, I... I know in the past that Cartoon Network has shown some Justice League stuff or Young Justice stuff at night, along with Naruto. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have Adult Swim where we have, 
you know, robot chicken and stuff, but like, are they going to keep that going? Are they going to keep those around, you know? So I didn't see anything about them removing, like, or like changing the daily lineup. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I don't know if they're going to put much focus into it because the entertainment industry is moving towards streaming. So it really doesn't matter what time of the day you're watching Cartoon Network. You could literally watch anything. We could watch Rick and Morty at 7 o'clock a.m. When if we were watching it on cable, we would have to wait until like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. But you know what? And that was the show that came to mind because I wonder how they're going to treat that now. Because the funny thing about Rick and Morty, they don't wait until it's done airing on Adult Swim. They released all the new episodes. Then they wait like, what, three to six months before even putting that on streaming platforms. I don't know if they're going to treat that franchise differently or try to make more like it. Like, how are they going to alter their marketing schemes for that type of stuff? I could see, because Rick and Morty is one of their popular franchises, because Family Guy is Fox, The Simpsons has just went to Disney, South Park is with Comedy Central, um, I have not seen them make any new episodes of Robot Chicken, um, but with, but what I'm trying to say is, is that Rick and Morty is one of their highest, highly known adult cartoons i would not be surprised if they make that a priority and as far as adult animation goes is that let's make sure that rick and morty has the resources that it needs to keep producing content because mm-hmm. it sealed itself in pop culture that's one of their top brands right now in my opinion yeah. right so i th- i think it's just a waiting game the now that we've like we've we've gotten all the information, I don't think the merger is as bad as we thought it was. But it's just what happens now. Now that you guys have cut all these positions, Cartoon Network no longer has its own development studio. It's sharing a development studio with Warner Brothers Animation. What going forward, what content is going to get prioritized what content is going to get put on the back burner and what are we going to see from Warner Brothers Discovery as far as animation what's their what is their priority when it comes to animation mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be an interesting five years honestly yeah speaking of another interesting five years or maybe eight five to eight years that transition apple (laughs) is getting apple is getting hit with the political pressure due to some of the marketing choices that they have made they are Mm -hmm. getting sued well they got fined by brazil 19 million dollars for not including chargers with their phones and they're getting pressure from the UK to move to using USB-C charging ports instead of their lightning cables. Um, one way to look at this, and this is the hot take, is Apple finally being punished for being anti-consumer. Is this the start of the consumers fighting back with some of the marketing choices that Apple has made? I am a very well-known Apple hater. 
I have always been Team Android for years, and even Team Microsoft on the PC end. Um, I'm glad that Apple's getting punished for this because I feel like people just see Apple as this prime top tier product, but at the same time, a lot of consumers don't realize they took away our chargers. They still make y'all use this um non industry standard charging cable when. The chain, the shift to USB and tech is amazing. You can charge through it. You can connect to it, transfer information, a USB-C port. There are some PCs that are only being made with a USB-C port nowadays to conserve size and ports and everything else. And it's like, finally, Apple is being told, hey, um, you need to adapt because you're charging us for this amount of money for this product and it ain't doing what it need to do. Y'all trying to make this closed ecosystem and it ain't working. It just ain't. So... Yes, I agree that yeah. it's it's so many devices out there. Like I was reading an article from the British Broadcasting Corporation that in 2009, there were 30 different types of chargers out there. Mm-hmm. Currently, there's only three. Apple's Lightning Cable, cable USB-C, and USB... 3.1A, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When it's only three. So they've they've limited from thirty to three. Now they are they want everybody to be under the same thing because you know why are we having all of these chargers? You know all of these devices should come with some type of standard, and I get that. I agree because why do I have a different charger for my iPhone? Why do I have a different charger for my headphones? Why do I have a different charger for? This device, it would be convenient, highly convenient, if everybody just had the same type of charger. In the same article that I read, Apple's response for the standardization standardization was, we remain concerned that strict regulation mandating just one type of connector stifles innovation rather than encouraging it, which in turn will harm consumers in Europe and around the world. That Apple is, ain't innovated was, in years. <laughs> that was what, what has Apple That's innovated? BS. What have they innovated since Tim? What have they innovated since? Oh my God. I think, huh? I don't know. I got to take the glasses off. <laughs> how long, how, I, I don't Cook, see. Okay. But, but I want to, I want to touch on the statement. I don't see how changing the charging point, because I think, they lose the argument a little bit because the newest iPads is iPads and this is some other Apple device are using USB-C. So you've already, you already have products out there that is using USB-C. You're just being stubborn because you don't want to switch everything to use USB-C because you're saying it's harming innovation. But my counter question is, how does changing the charging port limit innovation on your part? Right. Like, what does that have to do with improving your iOS software? What does that have to do with making the next big iPhone, making that next big jump into in the smartphone industry? Like, how does how does that stop that progress by changing the charging port? It doesn't. It just traps you in the ecosystem because if you got nothing but a bunch of these lightning cables sitting around and Apple devices and you realize they're not compatible 
with all of the other chords going that are being developed by the rest of the world, you're going to say, you know what? It's a little difficult for me to leave this ecosystem. You ever try to tell an iPhone user or a Mac user or an iPad user to stop using Apple and how hard it is for them to adapt, even the software just to get their pictures, music, mm-hmm. files off of those devices is difficult. Yeah. And now and it's on a hardware scale due to the lightning cable. It's not innovation. Yeah. The USB-C port is the innovation. Yeah. It's, it, Tim Cook ain't innovative since he can't. He started Apple. Don't need to be political. I think. <laughs> I think all of I think all of this is just the start of consumers coming out with all of their Apple complaints, and they're going to have to switch some things. They're going to have to change their ecosystem. Right. That they're going to have to conform to these changes and find different ways to innovate instead of making a charger that only works for iPhones or um making cloud services and things that only work for Apple devices and things like that. Like I get it, like, yeah, my I can do this between my iPhone and my iPad and my MacBook, but then when we step outside of that ecosystem, it's like this is a pain in the ass. Right. And I think yeah, I think things like Brazil finding them nineteen million and the UK putting their foot down on these chargers, I think it's just the start. Because other than the chargers, is let's talk about the headphones. Apple removed the headphone port a long time ago. I can't remember which iPhone it was. It might have been seven. The t- was it I, it might have been seven. I think it might. It was it, seven. Yeah, it was, or I think eight. it was like seven. It was eight. before the ten, right? It was before the ten. Yeah, it, it was, was seven or eight when they stopped. They stopped putting that headphone port in. Um, in the phone and everybody lost their shit but then they turned around and came out with the airpods and then everybody was like oh i'll just buy some airpods but what y'all not getting is y'all paying 500 plus for a phone thousand plus for a phone and have to buy a pay an extra 150 for some bluetooth airpods just so you can listen to your music but but that's that is Apple's policy though. Like if you look at Apple when they present themselves at different tech consumer expos, the way they speak is we know what the consumer wants, not the consumer. We know what the consumer needs, not the consumer. Y'all don't need aux cords, even though every audio file in every industry will say a headphone that can connect directly to the device gives you better audio quality. Yeah. But we're going to sell y'all some $150 wireless earbuds and say, this is studio sound quality. Yeah. No, it's I, not. We're going to take away your chargers because it's good for the ecosystem. That's what they said. No. Yeah. I was just about to bring that up. So I got, I read, this is from PC Mag. That Apple's decision to stop including a charger with new iPhones is meant to cut down the amount of electronic no, it packaging don't. waste the world produces. No, it and how much do they cost individually? Like forty plus dollars, they, right? They are expensive. Yeah, because Samsung doing the same thing because but, they realize the, they save but money. But the other thing, but the other thing that baffles me too is that. They they aren't forcing people to buy the Bluetooth AirPods. They're still selling the wired earbuds in the store. They have the lightning cable that you can plug in. But then, here it go. Where it's expanding more is that you can only either have your charger plugged up to your phone or your headphones. And then Apple's like, hey, buy this adapter and you can have both. It's like, <laughs> 
Like somebody need somebody needs to get on them. Somebody needs to tell them to put that that earphone jack back. Like they're working a little too smart right it's now. Innovation. I it's innovation. They know what y'all want. Apple knows what you want. <laughs> <laughs> now let's let's not even forget that Apple is still being targeted by throttling their their phones every time a new iPhone comes out. They have been fined. So oh, yeah. the lawsuit that happened is Apple is being fined for $310 million for throttling their iPhones. Because you the consumer, Ralph, you got to upgrade. You, you don't know you, what you need. You don't know what you want, Ralph. You don't you know, don't know you that you don't need iOS 16 on <laughs> your iPhone 8. You don't know that. <laughs> so we're going, you, we're going to intentionally... Mess up your phone so you can buy a new one. You you don't need that iPhone 11 that you paid off. You need the 14 because guess what, Ralph? The camera's a little bit better. Your human eye can't tell the difference because you're just uploading a picture to Instagram. But it's but so much better. Hold on, 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 hold on. But let's not forget that all of Apple's iPhones come from Android. All of their cameras come from Android. Yeah, oh, they yeah, screens, those, they that, that Gorilla Glass. Samsung. Samsung do build y'all screens. We and do. So it's something else. It's something the cameras, else. The back cameras come from come from Samsung. Okay, there you go. Like, like, but I guess, but I guess that's the thing, though, to cover up the fact that half of the materials in y'all phone came from Samsung. We're going to innovate. And make this specific charger and these specific set of earbuds to make you think that you know we're Apple Apple specific to cover that up. And Bro, the last innovative thing Apple has done is give y'all widgets on the software so that yeah. y'all can have pictures pop up on y'all screens. And <laughs> Android, I'm not being that Android person, but we had that since the one, the Galaxy One. <laughs> so. And also to even add on I, that, the insane I part think. is that iPhone 14 just came out, and it looks exactly the same, bro. It's the same device. It's the same yep. device, and it's and the, and the I daughter of of the uh, owner of Apple has said it's literally. The oh same yeah, thing. has said that. Isn't it Steve? It's Steve Jobs' daughter. Said yeah, that, right. Yes, that her that said the iPhone that that there was the founder. Nothing. There was mm-hmm. nothing new, nothing innovative about the iPhone 14. But I I only think that they put it out there is because if you notice the trend, it's always a new iPhone release with a new iOS release. So it could they could just be doing it you know new software is coming out let's get a device out and the device may not just you know the upgrades from 13 to 14 may not just be obvious it could just be that ios whatever they did with the iphone 14 supports what supports ios 16 better because i have been hearing people like with older phones saying that they upgraded to ios 16 and now their battery is dying like crazy or I've had I have a thirteen and since I've updated to iOS sixteen, my phone's been doing weird stuff like freezing. My text Ralph, messages ain't been loading. Ralph just up said they was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Ralph just said they was doing that on they purpose. Doing it on purpose. Yeah. And 
and that's the thing. Phones have gotten to a point, bro, where the only things they're enhancing are cameras. Even for Android, it's slowed down with innovation. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy a phone every other year. A few years ago, you ain't have to start. You really didn't have to buy them every uh, every two years. You could keep the same phone for about three years now. Everybody got four K four K pictures. Everybody got four K sixty video. Your eyes can't see eight K anyway on those small screens. It wouldn't look no different than four K, let alone ten eighty. You don't need it. I guess I I have a question going back to Ralph's thing about when they said they were doing it on purpose. Is it one of those things that um we are maliciously like intentionally messing up with you guys phones with the intention that you'll buy a new one or is it one of those things that yes you can download ios 16 but we know for a fact that it's going to mess up your device like but it's not like an intentional like we want to mess up your device we're just saying that you can get the new software, but because of the hardware that you have, you might see some issues. And that's still purposeful that it's not going to work the way that we expect it to because you're on an older device, but is it malicious intent on their part? Food. That Remember that old gateway PC I had back in college? Yeah. That came with like Windows 7. I was able to upgrade that to Windows 10 back when it dropped so many years back. And it was still able to function. It, the Ryan, you couldn't was, use it. Ryan, you cannot use that no, laptop without without that, the charger. Yeah, that was, that's a battery. That's a hard, that's a hardware issue. But, but All it's laptops, one, but even it's modern one, it's, ones. But it's, it's, one in, it's one in the same, though. You no, have to have the hardware to support the software. No, b- batteries die because people charge their devices up to 100% overnight every single day and let them overheat. And then that the battery deteriorates over time. That's okay, why everybody but that, okay, after but, but you're saying, okay, okay, yes. But when I just brought that up with the iPhone, with people downloading iOS 16 and their batteries started dying, y'all trying to pl- blame it on but, the software. But it's other software issues. Like what Ralph was talking about, like other software issues when they're throttling but, the performance. But I'm just saying, but, like I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that specifically. One of the things that I specifically said that people were seeing when that upgraded to ios 16 is that their batteries started dying quicker than before and you guys blame that on the software and that's what i'm saying that the hardware that they have that can't support the software that's just been down that's all i'm trying to say so like to even put it in simpler terms say for instance our pcs Whenever you're trying to do more on your PC, you know you're going to need a better CPU. You know you're going to need a better GPU. That's what Foop is saying. Yep. Like, even even to even throw a different example, let's go to cars. How cars back in, like, the 80s and 90s were made out of actual steel instead of, you know, the aluminum base that we have now. Like, cars back then, we still see them driving. Now. And it's been and 30, 40 safe. years. <laughs> but if you get a car now, it's only going to last you about 10, 15 years. Like, mm-hmm. everything everything has shifted to to being, I want the money for what you pay for instead of it long-lasting. Instead of the longevity of things, everything is shifted into, I want the money that you're paying for this. And then you're going to come back 10, 15 years later to come get more, even in PCs. You're going to come back yeah. to get the new GPU that just came out because you want a better system to use, right? 
But that's I think that's just businesses adapting to the market and the consumer demand. You know what I'm saying? Because like mm-hmm. when cars really start becoming popular, you know, you buy that one car, you buy that one truck, and you know, that's it. But like think about how media has portrayed cars, like fast the Fast and the Furious franchise, Transformers, like Transformers introduced the biggest culture shift in the car industry when they dropped that uh Camaro. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. everybody went the, crazy when, when the Dodge chart when the Dodge Chargers started coming out, the Challengers, when the Mustangs, when they switched the design, the new design for the Mustang that they were going with, like consumer demand started going up. And then also you're seeing people like you have most people who get one car and are satisfied. You have families that get that one family car and they're satisfied. You got people that got. Three to four cars. Well, well, the thing is, actually, that shift has changed. In the automobile industry, buying vehicles as shot has been shot. I think it's been ongoing for a few years to where now more people are saying, well, it's mostly because of politics like an economy, but a lot of people aren't even buying new cars anymore. Yeah. The only reason people have more than one car now is because they can't survive having two people who work full time sharing a car because it's almost impossible depending mm-hmm. on where your jobs are located. But the automobile industry is going down. And the funny thing is, a lot of that is because of economy. But you're going to start seeing that with, um, what would the phones be considered? The telecommunications industry? Mm-hmm. Because folks are going to realize, this phone too expensive. I can't be buying a $2,000 yeah. phone on a one-year, two-year payment plan. They're going to start buying the minimum. They're they going to start buying the minimum. Like, I just need this phone to make calls. We finna start... We finna revert phones. back to what we used to. We finna to. start buying phones like our grandmas did. Like, I just need something so I can call people. Right. <laughs> like, I don't need them fancy apps. I don't need them games on my phone. I just need something I can call people with. Because think about it. You remember, like, when Droid first came out with the Motorola, it was all about productivity. I can get on a calendar app and help and do the my Black work Berry. in meetings. Let, yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about that, you got to talk about the BlackBerry. But look at people now. We only really need our phones for social media. That's the only reason everybody uses well, their phones. No, yeah. Most people don't use it for anything else. WhatsApp is the go-to um texting app now, and and then people use it for Instagram and TikTok. But I guess it's it's, it's I guess that also goes back to consumer demand because things like so going back to we went from flip phones to when the BlackBerry came out and you could send emails like nobody was expecting, you know, us to be able to start sending emails, but now. That's the bare minimum. Like exactly. I need, so I need something to check my email with. I need to be able to check my social media. Like that's the bare minimum. But going back to Ryan's point, as these phones get more expensive, some of them things for the stop dropping off the mouth. Yeah, because <laughs> now Samsung and Apple both got their cheaper alternatives, like the Galaxy A twenty one or something. IPhone, iPhone got that iPhone SE. That's like yeah, that's like the size of a iPhone 5 or iPhone mm-hmm. 4 like that junk is small but it's a compact little phone that you can steal but you can make calls it's, it's the bare minimum iPhone yeah. and the camera's still solid in real life in real life it's still solid yeah. I do want to turn to another change in the industry um, handheld gaming consoles it looks like the big trend is going towards cloud gaming we've seen it with nintendo switch we've seen it fail with google stadia 
Mm-hmm. And one of a new product that's coming out that brought, brought our, our attention to is the Logitech G Cloud. So how do we feel about these handhelds making a turn away from the usual, well, our previous known way of gaming to everything existing in the cloud? I think it's still going to take time. I got you. I got you on this one because this one's funny. I think it's going to take time similar to how we switched from cable to on demand and streaming and everything. But the issue is when you stream to your own device at home, you ain't got to worry about lag. When it gets to the point, and now that competitive play in esports is so popular, mm-hmm. these Call of Duty fans ain't finna want to stream Call of Duty or Apex or Fortnite. And they scream slowing down, jittering and rubber banding when they're almost at the top of the leaderboard and they almost won the match. Yeah. Right now, I don't think game stream, at least for multiplayer games, is going to hit a stride until telecommunication companies make the Wi-Fi way more better that was throughout my, the U.S. That was my point, that this yeah. is only going to work if if everybody invests to make to beef up the Wi-Fi. Like, that's the only way that this is going to work, if everybody just beefs up the Wi-Fi and not just certain areas just having, like, the 5G All over. networks. Like, every, everywhere is going to have to beef up the Wi-Fi for this to work. Now, I see the benefits, like the cost-saving benefits, because now, you know, Nintendo Switch doesn't have to make cartridges and cases for every game that they put out. Like, you save money on that end, but the backlash that's going to come from from the fact that our, what Ryan said, our telecommunications can't support that on the, at a large scale is, this is going to take some time to get everything over there. Now, I've heard the Logitech G Cloud has been getting some good reviews, but one of the um, takeaways from that was that it works really good on 5G Wi-Fi. And that's yeah. the thing right there. Everything works real good on good Wi-Fi. When 5G actually <laughs> works and Wi-Fi 6 actually works, yeah. yeah everything works good when the Wi-Fi works. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a given. Like, to even add on to that, I did, like, a little bit of background work to figure out, you know, like, what are the differences between the Switch and the Steam Deck in comparison to Logitech's G Cloud? It's very much cost efficient versus the Switch and Steam Deck. Yeah, and Steam Deck. I don't know why I said Steam Deck. But you get a full 12 hour battery life versus the Switch only having a two to seven. And I think the Steam Deck has a two to eight battery life. It only takes two and a half hours for the Logitech G yeah, Logitech G Cloud to actually charge fully. Except the only downfall that I mm-hmm. saw out of everything was what you said, Foop, was you need, you know, a good Wi-Fi connection to get everything going. Like, out of all of the comparisons that I did for the Logitech G Cloud, that was the only one that I actually saw. Except I wonder, I wonder what games can you get on the Logitech G Cloud because you know you have Steam Deck which so, connects to your actual Steam account on your PC. So the Logitech G Cloud connects to Logitech G Cloud um is using Xbox Game Pass. They're using some Xbox service to get their mm-hmm. games. 
That's a lot. I'll give them that. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. That's they're, a lot. They're using some. They're using some Xbox. I I think it's Game Pass. They're using mm-hmm. to get their games. That's a good okay. amount. I'm not gonna cap. That's that's a good that's a good start. That's okay. a very great start. So, I get they get some they get some pluses for that, but it's it's not too far off from Steam because I've. Don't Steam and Xbox Game Pass kind of sort of they some some games that are on Steam you can find on Xbox Game Pass. Yes, Steam is like the top PC platform when it comes to buying games and downloading them from a server. Okay. Right. Steam is Steam is PC's console if that makes sense. Like that's their Xbox and Sony and Nintendo store. Gotcha. So even the I think Pokemon the thing Steam. about the Nintendo's. You can go ahead, Ralph. So even the poke on Steam Deck's, um, you know, positives. The thing about Steam Deck is you have the ability to, you know, get more memory on your system. They have three different versions. One, one of them is four hundred dollars with the sixty-four gigs. One is five thirty for two hundred fifty-six gigs, and the biggest one is five hundred twelve gigs for six hundred fifty. So it's like I saw that. Yeah, you have you have a lot more space. Versus, you know, the other competitors of Logitech, G Cloud, and Nintendo Switch. So, and on top of that, you can even connect it straight to your PC. Yeah, that's that's lit. That is lit. The first thing I had to buy for that Nintendo Switch was a a memory card. (laughs) Facts, we showed it. We (laughs) saw the story. That was like like when the Switch, like it was that Sandisk memory card. Yes. Buy the Switch, buy the memory card. Once you buy the memory card, you're straight, but you have to buy the memory card off rip. Are you not gonna get too far? And that's and that's for non hardcore Nintendo fans. The ones who get almost every JRPG that Nintendo job drop, mm-hmm. they got multiple. <laughs> My other thing was and I don't know if it'll ever improve with the Nintendo Switch, but I want to say maybe my assumption is that maybe why the Nintendo Switch doesn't last long as far as battery life just as a handheld because it's not essentially meant for it to just be used as a handheld. It's supposed Mm. to be a console and a handheld gaming. So essentially, if if you keep your Switch plugged up to the dock, your switch is consistently powered up. It's consistently being charged. Now, the minute you disconnect it and use it in handheld mode, that's when that life timeline starts to go down. But I think that with the Nintendo Switch, it just goes back to the intention of it, that it wasn't meant to be essentially used just to be a handheld. Now, what would be dope to compare it to is how long is the battery life of the Nintendo Switch like? Because the intention of that is to be strictly used as a handheld. You can't plug I actually forgot about the light. You can't plug the Nintendo Switch light to a TV. Now I'd be interested to see how long that battery life is compared to the Logitech uh G Cloud. You made a good point. I forgot about the light. Yeah. So I, I mean they too. don't they don't really I would say this that Nintendo doesn't really hammer on the fact that the light exists i think they really want you to buy the switch but like if you it's just here's this light 
you know, maybe it didn't take them too much to remove the console part mm. out of it and sell it as a, a singular handheld. It probably didn't take too much for them to produce that. So they was like, okay, here you go. So the, the lightest for parents who don't feel like light... spending the money on a Switch for their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the battery life of the light is three to seven hours. So it's about the same as the regular Switch. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll come out, so like how they just came out with the OLED mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch, I wonder if they would make a second generation Nintendo Switch Lite. That's that's even if it sold well. If it yeah. didn't sell well, I don't see Nintendo making more of it. But if it did sell well, I wonder if they would make a second generation of it that maybe increases the battery life. Well, sure. the Switch has been out for like five years now. It came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's the Switch. I'm talking about the yeah. light. But that's what I'm saying. You're probably going to see within the next two to three years a new console and then probably another light version of that if they continue with the couch and mobile setup that they went with the Switch. Because yeah. it seems like that's the trend. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm interested to see because we've seen other cloud gaming uh, services. Like I did PS Now for a little bit, but my Wi-Fi was ass, so I didn't enjoy as much as I wanted (laughs) (laughs) on that end. But, like, I'm interested to see how they they move forward with these cloud gaming handhelds. Because I I think the concept is dope. I think Mm -hmm. that we just need to have the infrastructure. We don't have the infrastructure to support it on a large scale. Now, an interesting question would be, do we think that these three, you know, cloud gaming services will end up like Google Stadia? So I read an article on Google Stadia and one of the, the article that I read, the guy who wrote it, his opinion that of Google Stadia failing was because Google didn't invest in it enough. They essentially Google Stadia failed because Google wasn't serious about it enough. Mm-hmm. So it's really how serious we we know Nintendo's whole thing is gaming. So I think them stepping into cloud gaming, they're going to take it seriously on some level because that's their whole thing. Now, and I would say the same thing for the Steam Deck because it started with Steam and now you're just putting it in, you know, making it available and portable handheld wise. And then Xbox Game Pass, putting it, I would, with it being Xbox, I would assume, or Microsoft, if you want to go higher than that, I would assume that they have a large focus in this. If this is where handheld gaming is going, because cloud computing, cloud storage, the cloud period is a hot topic right now. Getting everything inside the cloud even with large applications like AWS, do you guys know how many applications rely on AWS? Professional advice for the folks watching, y'all get them AWS certifications and make a six-figure salary. For real though, there are so <laughs> many there are so many services that rely on AWS that I think it happened in the summer or maybe it was like April or May, somewhere in that area. AWS went down and it took out Spotify, it took out Anchor, it took out a couple, it took out multiple services because there are so many applications relying on AWS and that is a, I can't remember 
the actual I don't know if it's software as a service. It might be infrastructure. Amazon as a Amazon Web Services is that what you're you're trying to say the acronym? I'm trying to uh, no. I'm trying. It, there's tiers, so you have platform as a service, software as a service, and you have infrastructure as a service. I was trying to remember which one oh, Amazon yeah, yeah. falls in. It it's either platform as a service or infrastructure as a service. But either way, the point that I'm trying to get at is that everything is moving to the cloud, so it's not weird to see the video game industry steering its products to go that way it's just that we have to build up the infrastructure to support it right Mm -hmm. another interesting question is do we see sony and xbox also picking this up as well my xbox tried to do that when they Sony tried. Xbox tried what? that with the first Xbox One, if you remember, when they was like always online. Was the PS Vita supposed to be cloud gaming? Y'all remember the PS Vita? I, can... I do. I never jumped on the PS Vita bandwagon. I only had PSP. Was that was that Sony? Was I? Was that cloud? Did they try cloud gaming with the PS Vita? Because I remember the PS Vita. Because it was supposed to allow you to, st- I know it was supposed to allow you to stream games, but I don't know if it was from a cloud. We might have mm. to come back to that. So it, if we we're probably gonna have to come back to that. But if that was PlayStation's first attempt, the PS Vita didn't last long. I mean, at all. Xbox tried to. And um, people got mad at that E3 when the first Xbox One dropped. And that was like, always online. They said, no more disc. And essentially, Microsoft as a tech company, as they have the ability to do so, is looking into the future. And people were pissed off about it. Now people are more accepting of it. But at the same time, it's funny because I think Xbox and Sony are like, all right, let's see everybody else kind of suck. Let's wait for the infrastructure to get better. And they're going to jump on it when it's actually financially responsible to do so because mm-hmm. game pass and all the and download games online is pretty popular now hence why the ps5 got a version that don't even got a disc reader i know ps now still exists as far as like their when they introduced mm-hmm. that three level tier service i know ps now still exists mm-hmm. as a piece of those tier services but if the question was would they ever get back into handhelds and then extend it into cloud gaming. I don't know. Because if the PS Vita was supposed to be their first stab at it and with it not doing great, I don't know if they would ever return to doing it. Plus, handhelds got to compete against the mobile industry in general. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo is making strides because Nintendo has very specific IPs. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it can it can thrive off of. Brand loyalty is what's keeping Nintendo alive. If we exactly. being honest, exactly. Like Legend of Zelda, Pokemon, Mario. That that man in them overalls. He gonna keep them folks coming. Yeah. He gonna keep. He gonna bring them folks every time. And, and Nintendo never broke away from being the family friendly console. Like you see a lot of the. Nintendo fans who'll be like, it's not just for kids, it's, but at the same time, every adult, when they sit down and say, I don't want to give my kid a cell phone yet, but Xbox has nothing but Halo and PlayStation has nothing they but Call of Duty. They get Nintendo. Nintendo. Mario and Pokemon. It's Nintendo. 
It's family friendly. And the other games, like if you if you want to go into even smaller, like I I stroll in Best Buy or in Walmart in the electronics section just to humor myself of what games are they selling on Nintendo that's not making the headlines. They still got Cooking Mama games. They got a Sonic racing game. They got a whole bunch of stuff. Like them yeah. kids, them kids gonna stay entertained. <laughs> they still love Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing still go yeah. hard. Yeah. Like they have they like Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Persona. So <laughs> I humor myself every now and then just to see what games are being put on the Switch that's not making headlines. But we got a couple minutes. I'm going to let my co-hosts choose. We have, we could return back to our fall anime lineup, or we can do a mob reflection on the 30th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. Which, what do you guys want to end this episode with? We can do Mortal Kombat. All I'm going to say is, y'all catch up on Bleach. We right here. Volume 55 <laughs> out of... <laughs> Volume fifty five out of seventy three. Get catch up. It's cold. What you say, Ralph? You you cool with Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, so we're gonna take a trip down memory lane. As far as twenty twenty two goes, this celebrates the thirtieth anniversary of Mortal Kombat, which first debuted in nineteen ninety two as a two D arcade game. I've played both the arcade version of Mortal Kombat as well as the new gen yeah. versions of it. And hmm. it is, I would say it's an experience to see where Mortal Kombat started to where it is now. Because I'm playing the arcade mode and it's like the graphics and the moves and the combos that I'm used to, like on console, is very, it's, it's different. Like some of these moves that we see now don't e- didn't even exist. Facts. Sure. And going back to Mortal Kombat is a a U.S. product. So if we wanted to do our the big four fighting games, you have Tekken, Mortal Kombat, Soul Calibur, and um, Street Fighter. Seventy five percent of that Tekken, Soul Calibur, and Street Fighter are Japanese products. Hmm. Mortal Kombat is a U.S. product. And it's yeah, nobody into, play Killer Instinct. <laughs> I don't. Well, that just proves the point because I don't know what that is. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but that just proved wrong point because I don't know what that is. But Mortal Kombat has, you know, we've seen it in different mediums, video games, of course. We've gotten live action movies from the '90s as well as the Mortal Kombat that came out. What was that? Twenty twenty. 2021, when that new live-action Mortal Kombat came out? Won't, won't, won't talk about that. Keep going. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just I saying. Wanna, I want to say it again. If we want to... I think it was uh, 2020. Was like, it was like 2020. I, 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 I don't like the movie either, but if we're going to mention the cinema, you have to include it. And we'll then, celebrate the anniversary for the anniversary. <laughs> we'll celebrate for anniversary. you for the anniversary. And we're also getting... The animated content. So if you guys aren't aware, HBO Max currently has three Mortal Kombat animated movies. Um, Scorpion's Revenge. Um, I can't remember what the second one name is, but it's kind of focusing on focuses on Sub Zero. 
And then they had a third one that released earlier this month that's called Snowblind. So my recommendation for you is if you haven't checked out those three Mortal Kombat animated movies, I would definitely recommend you watch them. But let's let's just go down memory lane. What what was you guys' journey with Mortal Kombat? My first one was Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. And I remember that because my auntie and my cousins would whoop my ass at that game. <laughs> my cousin whooped my ass with, was it, was it Catwoman or Batgirl? I think it was Batgirl. And I just couldn't handle her. I got Mortal Kombat 9. I was trash. I'll admit, I sucked. Got Mortal Kombat X. Was running them tournaments in college. Couldn't nobody handle me or Luke Kane and Devorah. Straight up. And I like Mortal Kombat 11 too. Let's let's not forget. You need to break up your loss. You must suppress that memory. You must suppress suppress that memory. When we did that MK tournament and you lost and you left the whole party because you lost, you must suppress that. that. Wasn't that for X? Y'all ain't touched me in 11. That was X. That was X. X. How did y'all play against me, though? But I beat you a couple times, Ron. (laughs) We've went back and forth a couple times on X. We have. We've went went back and forth a couple times on X. I don't think I've ever really played you on X. I don't think. Now, 11 is going to be the test. I don't remember playing 11 against you, Ryan. I'm going to be real. We didn't play. 11 came out after college. No, it came out while we was in college. Did it? It was like April 2019. Like we were close to graduating, which I, which is why I think we didn't play oh, yeah. a lot of it because okay. we were about to graduate yeah. when it came out. But yeah, Jade, my girl, on Mortal Kombat 11, but I ain't played that in a couple gonna, years now. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you that X though. We went in on X when X dropped. We was in it. We went in on X. Ralph, what was your first MK game? Um. I I don't remember the exact title, but I would have to say Mortal Kombat on the PlayStation 2 was my first introduction. I believe so. When they actually, when when the first implementation of Noob, because like when when I played Mortal Kombat, I believe, yeah, I believe it was Armageddon. When I played that, I would always play Noob. I didn't play Sub-Zero. I didn't play Scorpion. Noob was that character. That that, that makes sense. Armageddon. That makes sense because when more MK11 dropped and they said they was bringing back Noob, I remember Ralph being so excited. Oh, I was hot. He was like, "They bring back yeah. Noob." <laughs> <laughs> like if, he was hot. He was like, "Yeah." If, if you if you remember, like just how good Noob was in the earlier Mortal Kombat's, like. The man was a mix between. He's good now. Yeah, he he's real good. He's real good. He, I don't I don't fault that at all. He's good now. I, Noob is in my he's in my top three MK eleven characters. Noob is second. Scorpion first, then Noob. <laughs> oh, you ain't have nothing else to say. He, he just he just happy. <laughs> Look at him. He was just smiling. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm going to have Noob. something to say I, <laughs> because I think Noob is a little bit better than Scorpion, but you know. I I feel you. I 
Okay, I will say this. In Mortal Sco- Kombat, in Mortal Kombat X, Scorpion is not in my top three. It's Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and I had a third. I can't remember who I who else I used to play with. So that's my Devor, that's, Devor was cold. Devor. That's my MKX top three. MK eleven. It's because they upgraded the combos for Scorpion. When he does that little move where he throws that chain around his back and do that thing right there, that's that's it's money, the money shot. <laughs> but that's I really like I really like Scorpion in MK eleven. I'm not a big fan of him in ten, but I like him in eleven. And then Noob, I I like Noob. I like both variations of Noob actually in MK eleven. So Okay. That's the that's the Sto- only reason Scorpion's in my list. Story story wise, Noob is the first Sub Zero, correct? He was behind. Yep. yep. Yeah. Which is what they're getting into into the uh the animated movies. So mm-hmm. in Scorpion's Revenge, the Sub Zero that he killed was behind, and then you get to the second movie, and the Sub Zero that we know now is who has just become Sub-Zero. Right. So my assumption is that eventually, if they continue this movie series, we gonna get to Noob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? The Mortal, the Mortal Kombat story is actually pretty fun in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fun little interesting story. And they're just putting it into the film format. They just rebooted it, though. When you If you beat Mortal Kombat 11, they just rewrote the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Luke Kane becoming a god. Yeah. And making Kung Lao the chosen one. That's how it ended. Like he went back. He he became the Raiden and went back and told Kung Lao, Hey, you're the chosen one. So mm-hmm. do this thing. But I watched a uh a live stream Mortal Kombat tournament a week ago. And I I it's 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 still exciting to watch. Even though Mortal Kombat eleven hasn't put out another installment since twenty nineteen. Like the fact that people are still playing it. The fact that people are still competing with it and like people are still going hard on Mortal Kombat 11. Like the, I would think I, yeah. when I started watching it, I was like watching the semifinals. They was throwing hands. Like they was, they was throwing hands. Like I watched a Tekken tournament maybe a week or two prior to that. And I was like, okay, Tekken 7. But they was throwing hands in this Mortal Kombat 11 tournament. Yeah. I just I wish they went harder in that live action film. I wish they would have. Not we all. And I think this just I I think this goes to another issue like with cinema is that they always try to make the content digestible because if you make a rated R Mortal Kombat movie, it's only a subset of people who can go see it. You know, yes, you can go take your kids, but they have to have parents supervision like they're not just letting kids buy tickets to rated r movies so pg-13 is that that medium that we've been seeing most of these high action movies fitting into but i think that with mortal kombat like because of how gory we know it is and because of how mortal kombat has evolved in the games y'all have to make a rated the animated movies are rated r y'all have to make a rated r Mortal Kombat movie. Like, we gotta get to the business. 
and they made that main character who was supposed to play like the audience surrogate and then they changed how you get invited to the tournaments you got that symbol on your hand like i was mad at that but the audience surrogate dude that none of us heard of i was like why is he here why are we focused on him him being the ancestor of scorpion i was like okay his ability was literally plot armor like it was it was lazy writing and some weird armor thing that he got at the you remember at the end of the movie he got that weird armor it, it, it was plot armor food plot armor oh it was that literal was ab- plot armor <laughs> physical manifested plot armor i think the they said they were going to make a second one i hope that because this is coming from warner brothers that they decided to scrap that out the budget if the budget cuts don't do shit else Scrap that. Don't don't make that second Mortal Kombat movie. Please, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. <laughs> if the Leave budget cuts don't if the budget cuts don't do shit else, don't make that second Mortal Kombat movie. Keep making the animated movies. Keep doing that. But let wait that five live, to ten more years and try another reboot. Let that live. <laughs> let that live action put out another game. My Please. pipe dream. My grand dream that I want from. Warner Brothers, Mortal Kombat, um, Nether Realm Studios. I want a Mortal Kombat versus Injustice game. So bad. That would be that'd be fun, especially if they make it like a So bad. It need to be like an ultimate at that. Like it need to be like how they did Smash Bros. Ultimate, like get all the characters y'all previously had in each of the games. I know it's hard to balance it, but that would be legendary. I want that'd be a legendary that. game. I want that so bad. Because they've already, they've gave us little pieces by letting Joker be a DLC on Mortal Kombat and then Scorpion and Sub-Zero being a DLC on Injustice. But it's not the same. I want to see Starfire go against Katana. That is what I want. That is where my Jade priorities ver- lie. <laughs> Jade versus Poison Ivy. Oh Luke Kane versus Superman. I want all of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that is, I, I don't know if they would ever get to, I don't know what's, what's the plan going forward with Mortal Kombat, if they would make another game or not. I would assume they would, but it's always, because I think Mortal Kombat 11 the way that they upgraded the characters, like the different variations, and then with the enhance, you can do offensive enhances and defensive enhances. Which was cool. So, it's really just where, just going back, we might as well just name the episode this. Where do we go from here? Based off the things that we saw in MK11, like, what's MK12 gonna look like? Burn. MK versus DC Universe, bring it here. We just, want just it. give us just give us Mortal Kombat versus Injustice while y'all think about it. Like the characters already exist. You know, make y'all a the, the big trend is multiverse. Make y'all a multiverse storyline and ship that out and, and not and I'ma shut up. I'ma shut up for the next two <laughs> to three years while y'all work on MK twelve. <laughs> But um, do we have any final words on the Mortal Kombat 30th anniversary? Congrats, Netherround Studios. Yeah, keep congrats. That, keep putting in that work. Congrats, Mortal Kombat, game. for lasting. Yeah. 
but but Three. congratulations for surviving 30 years like traversing through the trends of gaming because they started with arcade they moved the console now the way that and they've been adapting their formula to like the uh the demands of gaming consumers like online modes and then the live streaming tournaments that they do on the back end and things like that they've done a good job keeping that evolving their formula to match what's the next hottest thing in gaming culture i'll give them that and i don't think nobody hates mortal Kombat. i don't think they ever just made a game that folks just hated like they've been staying consistent with the quality too Mm-hmm. so i mm. it's it's been a fun journey to see mortal Kombat grow it has yeah but with that being said, we're going to go ahead and shut this down. One, I want to thank both of you, Ron and Ralph, for joining me on another episode of the Blur Mob Podcast. Two, I want to thank everybody who's been watching and listening to us, whether you've been listening to us since day one or if you started listening to us yesterday. It's always appreciated for you guys to stop by. Um, thanks to everybody who's been participating in our versus Tuesday tournament. That has been really fun. Um, for our first tournament, us trying this out for the first time, this has been very fun. So thank you to everybody who's been participating. Um, thanks to everybody who's been interacting with us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube comments, TikTok comments. That's greatly appreciated, the feedback and being able to interact with you guys and get your opinions on the different topics that we talk about as well um but until next time ralph lead us out all right thank you guys for watching and or listening make sure you guys follow us on instagram at the blair mob pod make sure you guys follow us on tiktok and facebook at the blair mob podcast and make sure you guys follow us on twitter at the blur mob and with that being said peace Hands up, if you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down, shot they ain't no looking at, they don't look at mad, you can let them haters hate, when they answer where I'm smiling, I just tell them life's great.